Welcome to the Murphy, Sam, and Jody podcast. While we're on vacation, we've got together some of our favorite moments for you from the last couple of months. Of course, we're still keeping up with everything that's going on with you on social media, and we will also have several brand new uh, Murphy, Sam, and Jody after the show podcast while we're out, but we'll be back before you know it. So uh, when you get a chance this weekend, if there's anything you missed, go catch the Murphy, Sam, and Jody podcast. Every episode from the week is up there, and of course, every episode of after the show. Uh, love hearing from you, 877-310-4MSJ, or hit us up online. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We had no idea that you were so particular about where you are seated in restaurants. And we you did this- meaning as Facebook fans. Yeah, right? yeah and and guess what? Um, we did this after the show podcast this week about it, about how, you know, I don't care where I sit in a restaurant. As oh, long as I- you want a booth. Uh, uh, I mean, Jody I'm- wants a booth. Sam okay. likes high tops. I just don't like facing the corner. That's right. That's pretty much summation. I, I mean, sitting in the restaurant. I don't care where you put me. If I have my choice, I want a soft, comfortable seat. So yeah. I always like. I like to be. I like being tucked in in a booth. Otherwise, her feet dangle. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. It's okay. Thanks for anyway painting the picture. Robin says, if I'm in a booth, I have to be on the end, not the inside. Yes. See, then that's, that's the a hang up. Jody loves being on the inside, but yeah, I, I gotta be on the outside because when I gotta go to the bathroom, I don't feel like I'll excuse Keeps me. Can I scooch out? Yeah. Right. Okay. Teresa says, I absolutely hate being taken to the back room, walking mm. past open tables or sitting looking at the corner of the wall. I like, I like, I need a fun table. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. You mean like an isolated party room or something like that? Or I've done a- that. We've done that before where it's like all the actions in the front part of the restaurant and you're taking yeah. us on back room. And hey, you're like, you got to remember that's that's there's a, a thought process into that one based on the, the, the servers. You know, you I have know. to give certain servers enough tables. I know. They're going to take you past empty tables to put you where some it's other It's why we're is. talking about it yeah. so that we can all learn about it. It's weird to me to be seated on top of a bunch of people yeah, when there's are- open tables where I don't have to... I kind of like to space out if it's possible. Yeah. Yeah, The only time I got pulled into a private room and then they turned us around was there was a card game going on. (laughs) Anyway, we got to say somebody was dancing. (laughs) Lisa says, I don't care. Okay. I I don't care where I am in the restaurant, but my legs are too short to sit at high top tables. Um, And Luann at the bar always because she likes one on one service. Oh, that's cool. And the seats are always open at the bar. Usually no waiting. Often, yes, they mm-hmm. are. Look, we'd love to hear from you. Hit us up anytime on Facebook or Instagram. Saw this one all over social yesterday, and I, and I understand it, but it's something that doesn't happen at my house. Okay. Uh, when you have family game night. Ah. Uh, they found that one in five families, family game night ends in a fight. Oh, sure. Because oh, somebody's, really? wait, wait, wait. Somebody's too competitive. Yeah, well, right? the the number one reason, quitting because you're losing. Number two is quitting or accusing somebody else of cheating. Yeah. yeah. So one in five, that's 20%. Yeah. That's, that's wind higher up in a than fight. I would think. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, there are certain families that if you're so competitive I mean, I, and you're losing and you're not. People who, if you can't be a good loser, yeah, good I, luck in life because I, we're all going to lose. I've seen it come close. I mean, I've seen people lots cop attitudes, but, you know, not yeah. really get to the family fight part. Although, I mean, I think a couple of years ago, we had a close call, Jody, at Christmas time, if I remember correctly. I don't remember what happened. What oh. game was it? I don't remember what game I it do. was. Oh, you do? I don't it was think it, it was. Was a... it Uno? No. Yeah. It <laughs> wasn't. It's bad when you're fighting over Uno, right? No, not really. Not, number one game that people, nearly half the families had said it ends in fighting, it's Monopoly. 
and, oh, and they've banned, banned Monopoly at the house. Which, really? You know, okay. Monopoly is incredibly... I, have a I monopoly, don't understand it. I have a Monopoly game, a board game still from my childhood. Oh, no. And when the kids at different ages, when they've come up, it's like, hey, can we play this one? And it's like, no. Nah. It's, I don't you enjoy don't want it. to play that one. I've never enjoyed it. No. Not once. No. The, the more moving parts that you have in a game, I, probably the more likelihood of happening, what, what you just described could happen. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, little bitty kid, and I never understood the game of life. <laughs> they actually, Milton Bradley had the game of life. Still. But as a kid, we liked it because it had a little spinning wheel. wheel. Right, exactly. Oh, number, that's cute. We never played that much. Number two game that causes problems is Uno. <gasps> And so it is number two. Yeah, There's and no I don't. Reason. You like, can't cheat at Uno. Well, exactly. It's, it's pretty much easy. you either go this way or that well, way, and because there's nothing worse than getting hit with a wild draw Too plus bad. four and a reverse, and then back, you know, again. Well, guess and what? You, you that's life. life. No, <laughs> number that's three. Uno. And this one I do see is sorry. Number three. Oh yeah, sorry. Because okay. when the family plays sorry, you always feel you know like you you don't want to do it, but I have you to gotta do, do it. it I to gotta you. send you back. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Hence the name. Too bad. Those yeah. are the older games. You know, yeah. you could introduce some new ones. We all had a lot of fun with the draw hey. stuff and the gestures and yeah. all that. That was fun. You were talking about the board game fights that happen across America. 20% of families like get into fights when having game, family game night. Yeah, yeah, Sam threw that number out last hour, and I couldn't believe it. I can. Totally. Some, there's always somebody who's a little too competitive or can't lose very well or whatever. Yeah, so it winds up with certain games not being played because at it all. ends in a fight or... <laughs> Certain family members not being allowed. Yeah, it's to like play. you see, and you when you have that happen, and you see that game, it brings it your mem- to your memory forever. Yeah. So, Sam, I know you mentioned that part of it is you know either people not uh, not following the rules of the game, cheating or, or cheating, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or it's you're losing, cheating. you're losing, and so you yeah, like right, and you're upset. That's an immaturity but, thing. But it almost makes me wonder. Also, do you think some of these cases are the wrong game was picked for the age group? In other words, if you've got yeah. young yeah. and older, yeah. you need to find something that's right. It's you know, hard to find that, that fits game. Because especially younger kids, when they're first playing, they don't like losing. Nobody no. likes losing, but it's a learning you know, experience. I always found a, a great game for the kids when they were younger is trouble. Yes. Because it's got the pop-o-matic bubble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So it's fun because you boing, get to boing. pop it, and then they teach it teaches them to count yeah. up to six at yeah. the most. You know? I can tell you my one experience with this, and I won't go into detail about people at all. I would never do that. No names? No names. But it was at a holiday time at our house, Murphy, and it was not a game exactly like a board, but it yeah. was the uh, Secret Santa thing. Okay? Mm-hmm. Secret Santa. And somebody didn't like what they... Somebody had something stolen from them. You know where you can steal the gift? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody had something they wanted, and it got stolen from them. And that somebody acted like a party pooper. Them's the rules. And it's kind of like, wait, this is just a game. These are $10 gifts. Yeah, I know. To me, I almost put my foot down and said, we're not doing this at my house anymore. Because this was around our big round table, uh, and I didn't want that at Christmas. Well, and you know, I mean, as I I recall, your mother wasn't in good spirits that night anyway. It was not my mom. (laughs) Mom, this is only 10 bucks, okay? As if. You know, the other day, Jody was talking about the... uh, the person at the end of a virtual meeting who is the one who stalls, throws their question out at the last minute. Really at the place where the meeting is when everybody's is done. ready to go. Exactly. Timing. But that made me think about some other things that I think are sticking you know, now. And I know that there have been lists on this already, but I can't believe how many of them I actually 
do. It's trite. It's cliche already, even though it's only a year old. Wait, mistakes you make? And yeah, Nothing? I mean, well, just the con- the common things to these virtual calls. Oh, okay. You know, and, and they're going to continue even though th- life's getting back to normal now. Because some people are just going to be working from home, period, right? Companies have learned you can do a lot of this differently. It's it's like part of your DNA. But the thing that doesn't seem to change, there are two of them, and I do both of them. Number one (laughs) is your mic's on mute, which is Uh, what I, you know, my mic is nine times out of ten on mute. Because I don't want to create noise for anybody when I'm joining the meeting. And I'm always, I, I start to talk, and that's very, yeah, yeah, Murphy, your mic's on mute. <laughs> well, I saw you do something on a meeting the other day that I've never seen you do. And in fact, at the beginning of the pandemic, Murphy, you had said you were not going to do this on meetings. But now we're a year in, and you're like, you know what? I'm hungry. You were eating. You were chewing. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, he's eating a sandwich. It wasn't your I, meeting, though. No, and I don't like doing that, but led. I was starving. I hadn't eaten I in seven hours, you know? I was I mean, like, I've like, never seen him eat on camera. And it, well, then suddenly the camera went off, and it's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, well, yeah he's, he's really eating. So, and that's the whole the other thing, too. If you turn your <laughs> camera off and everybody else's cameras are on, it's just kind of, that's weird. Well, no, but that's smart. What if you had to change your shirt or something? I didn't realize that that jumped out that much. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, right. Wait, how many meetings have you had to change your shirt in? I haven't done as many many video meetings as you yeah. have. But if I was at home, I've only I had. I've only been in one meeting where somebody didn't have a shirt on. That was only one. Oh, right. I, I, I think I Sam was on that meeting too. He was out on a boat. Yes, I was. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so anyway, what's the second thing, Murphy? Uh, the set. <laughs> The second thing is uh, is when you're trying to you share your screen and everybody's like, can you see that? Can everybody see my screen? Oh, yeah, you because can't. screen share never, ever works nope. like it's supposed to. And I don't care what software you're using. It doesn't ever work like it's supposed to. And I'm to. actually glad that all these problems exist because I want as much in person as possible going forward. I know it's available and let's use it as needed. But the best you know, um, pr- productiveness you're ever going to get is in person, collaborating, I think. You know, one of my uh, goals when my grandson Hollis was born. Yes, Sam. It's not bragging, but I always wanted my house to be the, the place that. The fun like, place. The fun place. Yeah. I'm sure it is. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and When uh, he comes over. When uh, he came over with Sammy the other day when they dropped Django off, because, you know, I, I dog-sitted Django all weekend. That's right. All weekend. Well, um, yeah. And so, That's the commitment when you dog sit. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you can't just do it part of the time. They brought food and we ate, and then uh, nice. Hollis was like, he wanted to play. And he it, it amazed me how much he remembered from the last time he was there when we played. Because when I babysat him that one time, I busted out all the Legos, yeah. and we played for a couple of hours. Well, he started pointing over to where the Legos were. Right. Uh-huh. And he goes, Play? And he goes, wow, Legos. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. And sure enough, I went and got him. Now, when the last time he was there, That's he specifically awesome. was playing with this little pizza oven that has a pizza about the size. It's smaller than a dime. Yeah. You know, it's a Lego pizza. Yeah. And so I put the thing on the floor and I went back to clean up the kitchen. Next thing I know, he's following me in there and he's got the little pizza oven and the little pizza. It's yeah. like, he found it already. Right. And so I had to eat the pizza <laughs> and Sammy awesome. had to eat the pizza. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, uh, Darren gave me some of those Ma- Hot Wheels cars for him. Yeah, yeah did you right. bring them out? Yeah, so he opened up the garbage trucks first, of course. Oh, and he was sweet. putting the pizza in the garbage truck. And Man. So it, it was fun. We got to play a while, and then he remembered outside was ducks. Yeah. And he wanted to go outside and feed the ducks. But what's really funny is, and I guess it's because I'm constantly saying stop, Gus, because when new people are there, Gus, my dog, is oh, in their face over. and licking and sniffing. 
So he's playing on the floor, and Gus is over his shoulder, and he's like, "Stop it, Gus! Yeah, stop it, Gus!" <laughs> and it's just it's Be careful. So cute and funny to hear. Yeah, somebody else, like a child, a toddler, saying, "Stop it, Gus!" Right? He's stop mimicking it, Gus. you, mimicking you. Yeah. Um, it's so cool. You can remember being a child and going to someone's house and remembering where the fun thing is. Like yeah. it's it's like it lights up a certain center of your brain for oh, a yeah. kid. Mm-hmm. So of course he remembers, and now even more so because he, it's like a double second time. Yeah, remember there was a fire truck in that cabinet at my grandmother's house, uh, and it was like three different generations of kids and grandkids uh, that played with that and knew exactly where to go. Yeah, go. You're where right. are the stashes? Yeah. Anytime you miss the show, show, it's always there. It lives in space on the podcast. Oh, on the internet. You can download the podcast, okay? It'll go directly to your phone or laptop. It's free to download, and you can listen to the show on your schedule. So just look for Murphy, Sam, and Jody wherever you find and listen to podcasts. Get up, get on up, get up, Got that Friday feeling. Love oh, the Friday man. feeling. Yeah, baby. Especially on a, four, on a four-day work week. It's kind of cool. Yes. Um, earlier this week, we put on our website, and it's still there for you, the Summer Tipping Guide. And it brought about a lot of conversation about tipping, especially from those who work in the indus- in the service oh, yeah, industry. Yeah. So yeah. keep well, we, it coming, 877-310-4MSJ. Yeah, we've, we've learned a lot from that. What's going on, Nicole? I'm a professional server. I've done it for almost 30 years. Wow. Um, yep. I have a master's degree in accounting okay. from Florida State. Yeah. Um, I've done a few professional things in my life, but I always come back to bartending and serving. Cool. And I can tell you a couple of things. Number one, if the pandemic taught us anything, restaurants matter in the fabric and like texture of our society. Yep. Absolutely. Number two, as a server, we tip out. At, I, I worked from dive bars to white gloves, you know, fine dining, mm-hmm. and we ha- you have to tip out your bartender, your sushi maker, your oyster shucker, yeah. your expo person, your food runner, your hostess. It costs me 3 to 6%, depending on where I'm working, for you to eat. So out of $100, if you're leaving me a $20 tip and I have, have to tip out 6%, mm-hmm. that's $6 out of 20 mm. So, you know, in, in, in America, we tip. You tip based on, you know, average is 18 to 20 percent. Yep. And it's based on your bill. It's based on the food that I'm making sure goes through the kitchen right, that gets delivered to you right. I'm making sure your experience, not just the food, it's your experience. Boom. That makes so sense. You win the entire <laughs> tipping discussion. I'm in love with how specific <laughs> you, you are. I love it. Well, thank you. I've done it for a long time. Yeah. I love it. And, you know, I'm, restaurant culture matters to, to Americans. I yeah, mean, we does. love to eat out. Thank you for letting me. Thank you. Um, I love that you say you love it. When the short amount of time that I waited tables, I was young and it was one of my first jobs. I liked it too. I liked being that interactive with people all day long and being that uh, physical, moving around constantly. I liked it. You you think about like, okay, what do we do as Americans? We go, we celebrate our anniversaries, our birthdays, Mm -hmm. you know, getting a job. We celebrate things. And, And for me as a server, it's it's an entire it's a weird dichotomy because it's impersonal but it's very intimate to serve somebody food yes it is or to serve somebody drinks or be a part of a celebration yep um, I feel like that's sort of a sacred thing in our in our society and I'm glad I get to do it I feel very blessed I was listening to you guys talk about this and I'm like oh my gosh nobody is calling in and saying these things they need to be said so. <laughs> yes well, they're awesome you letting me do that yeah thank you Nicole we love your passion. 
Murphy and I went to a really cool outdoor wedding the other day. We shared some pictures and stories on our Facebook and Instagram of it. I don't know if you saw it, Sam. It was beautiful and lovely. I saw a dog. Yeah, Bubba. The Pekingese dog, Bubba, who was perfectly behaved for the wedding. I think at one point she walked up the aisle. Yeah, it was really... So cool. It was very sweet. But... It's some, I know ours wouldn't do that. Some casual... Ours would be sniffing everybody and stealing food. Oh, yeah. Oh, Josh would be lifting his leg on every row. (laughs) I know. So it was a backyard wedding. It was small, and it was lovely. We were just delighted to be there, some friends of ours. And but what struck us is that I wasn't ready for how beautiful the vows were. Yeah. Like I'm sitting there, you know. So they wrote their own. No, they didn't write their own. They had, um, well, maybe they they must have agreed on them or whatever. But they had a. like the pastor from one yeah. of their churches come and do it, but it was definitely personalized for them. And one of the things, and I wrote it down, I, well, I jotted it in my phone, not during the ceremony, <laughs> after. Can you guys pause but right One yeah, of the things was, I vow to let you stand on your own unless you can't. And they said that to one another. Mm-hmm. That means something to them. There's something to that. I know they had both been married before. Yeah. Okay. They both have grown children, which were the, the, the they both had their kids standing in the wedding. Right. It was nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> vow to let you stand on your own unless you can't. Another fun part, and I've heard stuff like this at weddings. I vow to laugh at all of your stupid jokes, you know, even the extra stupid ones. Uh-huh. And then they both said, seriously. So there's something about that. That's a private joke yeah. that they stuck in yeah. their vows. I thought that was super cool. Um, and it was just really beautiful. And then the pastor went on to talk about how we romanticize these sort of days, but you don't know about the, you know, the seasons that are coming where you, you may have boredom. You may yeah. find resentment within each other and things like that. And we were, Murphy and I were both like going. Well, yeah, we've done a few of those things, Jody, haven't we? After oh, my 20 gosh. Years. Yeah. But, Can I see a show of hands? <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite parts, though. We're all eating, you know, it's at the reception, it's afterward, and then the groom gets up, and he's like, he's funny, and he goes, okay, it's, I've prepared a little speech here. He's like, it'll be about 20 minutes long, and it is political. He was joking. <laughs> he was joking. Was everybody, ah, it was five seconds right. long. Yeah. Beautiful wedding. You know, uh, we were talking about cinnamon rolls for breakfast. Yes. Uh, yes. How I would choose a, a, a warm cinnamon roll over a cold bowl of cinnamon toast crunch even mm-hmm. though i love well cinnamon toast. i just choose the real thing but any if, day. if you're a true cinnamon fanatic couldn't you do both if you <sighs> no. really wanted to well yeah. oh and don't forget cinnamon toast crunch has that powder now too yeah the, the cinnamon dust not, you're not gonna beat a there. really warm <laughs> cinnamon roll out of the oven but to it, me it reminded me like okay when i became an adult fixing cinnamon rolls from the can the pillsbury ones yeah mm-hmm. It tasted so much better than when my mom and dad used to do it because they, and it's not just cinnamon rolls. They used to overcook a lot of stuff. And as a kid, you don't know. You don't that, know any different. No, it's like, this is the way cinnamon rolls are. They're crunchy on the outside. Ooh, not or, all, no. you know, my dad would cook hamburgers and, you know, you didn't have a choice. Everybody got a well done burger. Oh, okay. And yeah, so you're right. Like you're That's eating so it true. And it's like, well, it's a little dry. I'll put some more ketchup on it. And then when you grow up and you start cooking, it's like, wait, you don't have to. You can do it your own way. You know, make it a hockey puck. You know, my brother made a comment about that the other day, and and now I understand. So, like with ground meat, for example, my mother would only buy ground round. That was her thing. Mm -hmm. Sure. And so ground round, of course, nothing wrong with it as a meat. However, it will dry your burger out, right? Yeah, 93.7. Right, exactly. Yeah, very lean meat. (laughs) And um, So you didn't have juicy burgers growing up. Didn't have juicy burgers. (laughs) They were cooked all the way, like Sam said. Wow. Even the slightest bit of pink was undercooked. Oh, God. If there was any pink. 
Yeah. Oh, Sam, you didn't cook these. <laughs> Put them all back on the grill. And it's like, no, 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 no. Well, that's what's funny because you don't know what you don't know when you're a kid. You get what your parents give you. Uh, we yeah. had brown biscuits. In fact, it, wow. it was yeah. until I, there were a couple of times I would go to a restaurant, you know, like a, a Denny's or something like that or a Shoney's. They bring you a biscuit. And, and it was like, well, this biscuit's not cooked. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, how come your toast it's, is tan and not dark brown? Right. See, that's another thing. My, my, my parents would cook toast until you had to scrape off the <laughs> yeah. burn. It's like, and okay. Wow. My uh, mom did that with bacon. She did that sometimes with fried chicken when she wasn't paying attention. Uh-oh. Yeah. But it was always, it. you'd get an argument. It's like, Mom, it's burnt. This ain't burnt. That's where the good stuff. Give me that one. I'll eat that one. Yeah. I'll show you it ain't burnt. <laughs> Join the conversation with us anytime, 877-310-4MSJ. So I, I love this. Megan is calling. Um, she is, she's not from the 80s generation, but is a Van Halen fan and, and has a question for us. What's your question, Megan? Did y'all ever, any of you ever get to see them live? I did. Oh, uh, hello. <laughs> Sam. They did, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. What are your memories? Oh, uh, one, and I can't remember if it was the 84 tour or what, but I had third row seats. That was oh the God. best. Oh, my God. Okay. When Dave was swinging oh those swords, God. and I almost caught a pick from Eddie. <laughs> yeah. And I did go see the uh, reunion tour, and it was nice to see that. Right. I yeah. saw, of course, I, I saw in 91 the Four Unlawful Carnal Knowledge Tour. So yeah. that was a Sammy thing, um, and it was awesome they're just they're just really songs on that album yeah yeah they might be my favorite rock band in the world you know as much as i joke about it being van hagar Mm -hmm. i mean they did have some good songs they had more yeah commercial success well that's because david lee roth built them up and gave it over to sam it's not an argument it's not an argument they had more commercial success with sammy they made more money yeah um i learned so much crazy stuff out of that from that book though it's more sad than you think, though. No kidding. Like, when Sammy met them, Sammy was this very driven person, success-oriented, a businessman. And literally, yeah. especially at that time, Al and Eddie were sleeping till 2 and 3 in the afternoon, waking up and doing, what do you call them? They were shotgunning 10 beers at a time ah. and skateboarding oh and busting their faces and then going into the studio. I don't know if you remember this, but I called you guys right after Eddie died and told you that my dad bought, like, third row tickets for his entire friend group, and that's what they did for his 18th birthday, and I nice. thought that was so funny. Nice. Yeah, God, that's awesome. I, I guess he was work. it was like his first job, as, or he was working at a grocery store or something, and he saved up a bunch of money and bought, like, two whole rows of a section for that's all cool. his friends, and they went to Van Halen. I thought that was so awesome, and mm-hmm. things just aren't like that anymore. He said no. they were camping out on the side of the street for tickets and stuff like that. It's awesome. Well, I'm glad you're discovering them well, now. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you. I'm still a little late to the game, but I'm thankful it doesn't I got matter. eventually at least. Music is timeless, yeah. especially that kind of music. Nobody's ever going to be like them yes. again because the genius of Eddie, the talent, they were special. They were lightning yeah. in a bottle more than once. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, yeah, and, and it, you're never too late to the party when it comes mm. to great music. Period. Yeah. That's why the, it's the beauty of it all being recorded. You know, eight seven seven three one zero four MSJ. Thank you, Megan. Murphy, you lead quite a few meetings every week. Well, at least yeah. one or two, right? 
There, yeah. I know you have a couple of scheduled meetings. Yeah, there's two at least. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Sam gets to go to all of them. I'm rarely <laughs> he gets invited. To go to all of them. <laughs> Yay! Oh, goody! Yay! But Can I, I come? I have heard for years, and especially lately, that the since the meetings have been the the online component, the video component, virtual, yeah. virtual. Thank you. <clears throat> that. There's always, there's often someone at the last minute, like when you're ready, when you're ready to leave something and it's almost over, Sam is itching to get out of the door like pew. When my cursor is on leave meeting. Yeah. Yeah. And someone else goes, has that one last minute question. You yeah. have that a lot, right, Murphy? Somebody always Somebody, has a last minute question. Some, Yeah. And I don't know what that is, but some people, even when you tee it up early enough in the meeting, someone still, you know, it's it's one of those, okay, all right, great guys, it's a wrap. Thank you. Wait, I've got one more thing. And that's you and can ev- see you can see everybody's face is just visible. If everybody kinda. were to verbally it, it would be like, oh. But they don't. They just well, sit there and pretend they grind right. their teeth well, like Sam. They wouldn't do that in person, right? So right. yeah, they're not gonna do that. I mute the mic and go, oh. <laughs> Okay. You know, that happens with meetings and, and in the professional world and who can know why. I don't know the psychology of why either. I don't either. Why it would someone be, waits. I want there's probably a psychologist that could explain that to and us. They're waiting maybe they're they're waiting the whole meeting for their their chance and then finally at the end it's like now or never. Well, or maybe but they don't have enough courage until the very that's end. That's what I'm saying. So they wait oh, the whole time. Oh, that's what you mean. Okay. That's what I mean. Do you know that the same thing is true at the doctor's office? Our friend who's a pediatrician tells me so often he will go he will do a whole appointment with a family a kid right. or the mom or dad or everybody and it's when he's about to wrap up and leave they're like oh but one more thing doctors see this on the daily the, oh that. one really? more thing and then that's they say that's doctors the say that's what they're really there for oh can you look at this little thing over here or oh there's have, one other symptom i have a rash right, yeah, right isn't that yeah. funny and i do think maybe now that we're talking about it maybe it is about courage hmm. or you know, just yeah, not wanting it to be sort of a self-conscious thing. You're, you know, you're right. You want to warm up at the doctor mm-hmm. or at the in the meeting, so you're not the only one that deals with it. Murphy, doctors do too. Suggestion: Next time you wrap up the meeting, do it real quick, <laughs> and then hit <laughs> leave. <laughs> or nothing else. Okay, bye. Jody, you know I'm reading that book on the MTV VJs, the original ones. Oh, so cool! Sam. I found out that uh, John Waite wrote "Missing You" about Nina Blackwood. Did you know that? No. Uh-huh. Are you kidding me? Read it yourself. It's, it's the in greatest, the Not So Serious Book Club. One of the greatest stories, uh, songs ever. Yeah. Okay, check out what you can be reading for summer, too. MurphySamAndJody.com. Got a little, uh, I think, something kind of sweet and heartwarming to share this morning, if that's okay. Does this involve another convenience store, cashier? No, it doesn't involve that. And you would think, you know, sweet means a story about Jody, too, but that's not the case. Right. <laughs> All right, please just tell the story. All right. <laughs> the two First thing, compliments. Monday morning, huh? <laughs> now, um, so, you know, uh, my father passed in January, it's, but he still has taxes due because it's America. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Right. right. Sorry uh, for your loss. Where's our taxes? <laughs> and so um, I had to prepare and take, you know, his taxes to his CPA. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when I went there, she had just started working with him in the last couple of years. His CPA had actually, his original CPA had retired. Mm. And so, you know, she bought the company or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she so, took over. So she's been able to work with my dad for the last three to four years. And uh, so when I showed up to bring the little tax, uh, you know, the worksheet and whatnot, <laughs> I walked in. And, you know, the first thing was a conversation that I, it, it, it caught me off guard, not because I wasn't expected, 
but how sentimental, reassuring, right. and therapeutic this conversation was. What I'm getting at is Jennifer, her, her name, she was talking about her fond memories of my dad. Sure, and that's and music to your ears. It is. And so that she's sharing stories with me about how they would sit together and he would mm-hmm. he would talk about, and he would brag on his grandchildren and, you know, talk about all those, you know. Talk about riding his, his Harley he would, and he, things he like that. He would talk about right? riding the Harley, right, all, all those things with her. And I, it's something kind of cool about having a conversation with somebody about somebody that you know personally who's no longer here. It's not voyeuristic on the conversation, but it puts you in that place. Does that make right. sense? It's, it's, it's the words, mistake it, that people make when you've lost, you run into somebody and you know they lost somebody, a yeah. loved one, and you don't want to talk about it because you don't want to hurt them to hurt in front of you, or you don't want to bring on the hurt. But the truth of the matter is, it is music to your ears for her to have said beautiful things to you about Dane. Yeah. Because it keeps him, you need it. You need it. So that's the brave step that people need to take is to say, hey, your dad once did this for me and I loved it. Yeah. You're hungry for that when you're grieving somebody. Yeah. It was very reassuring. I walked away really happy. The other thing, though, that I learned from <laughs> How much this- did it cost? Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> Here's the other thing that I learned, though. Because my dad was alive for four days in 2021, there'll be a return due next year. <laughs> How about that? I'd like to say thanks to everybody who helped me pick out my shoes Saturday night for this um, <laughs> surprise party that we went to. When I was getting dressed, I had these two different high heels in mind, and I thought decided, let me let everybody help me. Cause she I couldn't asked decide everybody which... with me, Sam, just so that you I don't know. ask you for yeah, don't... fashion. It's a surprise party, and you went on Facebook and asked? I didn't say I was going to surprise party. Oh, okay. I said I was going out. Gotcha. And the surprise went off without a hitch. It was perfectly done, and that's so nerve-wracking, right? Anyway, so... My best friend's husband. We did. It was a surprise party for him. I like and, Murphy's shoes too, by the way. They, that's what he I wears, to, He wears them to work. You know what? You wear them to work here, Murphy. And I see those, and I was like, "Those are cool shoes." Yeah, I wanted to mention oh, wait, that, Murphy. I, I was in the shoe pick, sweetie. Uh, After we got to the party, yeah. and I was having a cocktail, and everybody was blowing up my phone, like, "Which shoes did you pick?" I just shot a picture of you and me standing there, and your shoes are in it too. And yeah. I just said, "Those are Murphy's." That's Murphy with me. Uh, okay. Got it. You dig? Just and from, just, just the pants down. And everybody yeah. was like. Oh, Murphy's shoes are awesome, too. Then yesterday, I posted a picture of you sleeping on a cot in our kitchen. Mm -hmm. Okay, because Murphy bought a camping cot. A huge box showed up from Coleman. And I'm like, we don't camp. What is this? Then I'm running errands, and he sends me this picture of himself laying on a cot in the middle of our kitchen. Do you want some of the comments? Number one, everybody thinks you're just preparing to be in the doghouse with me for some reason. Probably good. Certainly possible. Be funny that he sets it up in the kitchen, though. I know. (laughs) Linda said, that's okay. I bought a futon to nap in the library. In her own library. What is this, Clue? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) With a candlestick? That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I love it. Faith says, obviously, there's never a dull moment in your household. Uh, um, A lot of people are commenting about our kitchen cabinets and liking them. Amber says, camping bug must have bitten him. Happens to me with the fishing bug. I usually go only once, and then I'm good for the rest of the season. Yeah. Carol says, guess we know what your next adventure is going to be, which I guess that means camping. And <laughs> Vicky wants Vicky wants to know, is that a real bird in your window? No. That's our paper mache Mark Anthony bird. Right. Hanging yeah. in our greenhouse window in the kitchen it's a lot easier to maintain a fake bird so by the time i got home the kitchen the cot was gone where did you put the cot murph uh, i put it in the closet in in, in the family room he Excellent. put it in your new rv <laughs> 
Trending now. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Filming on Stranger Things season four continues right now. They were on hiatus thanks to the pan- pandemic, but we're getting the season four, I want to say later this year, and so they're busy. And they dropped Netflix and the Duffer Brothers another teaser trailer yesterday, which actually brings into question um, this person from season one. Like, is this person alive or not? Is this person in the upside down or is this a memory? Um, and that is actor Matthew Modine, if you remember Dr. Brenner. Good morning, children. Good morning, Papa. Didn't it because freak you out? I Wait. have something very special planned for you. I'm so scared of him. I remember thinking, was this really her dad? But this yeah. is, she, uh, they all called him Papa, and it's creepy. And in this series, creepy. the Duffer brothers say, if you didn't see a body, a character's not necessarily dead. And I'm thinking, please, for Billy, please. But Does that mean Barb? I I don't know. Wasn't Barb in the Upside Down? I feel like I saw those glasses. Yeah, the only, was, the only person that you saw, and I now, of course, I can't remember his name. Billy was the boyfriend of no of Winona Ryder's character. Oh yeah, oh, he was Bob. He was Bob. Bob. That's yeah. right. He was Bob. Bob the first season. Bob's Bob not coming back right. because Hopper's in. Hopper's well, coming. I back. mean, Bob was right there yeah. on the floor. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that you got to go see the trailer if you're a big fan. It just means yeah. that Matthew Modine will be a part of it, whether it's a memory or not. He's in season four. You know, we love hearing from you, so join us anytime, 877-310-4MSJ, or hit us up online. Social Media Connect. Okay, so from our Facebook page, um, at some point last week, I think it was during a Hollywood Outsider, we were saying that Kim Kardashian, you know, failed the baby bar exam, and she was discouraged, but she's going back. She's not giving up, because she's been vocal about wanting to be a lawyer. I just figured... If I know more about the system, I can do more for the system, and that's just the type of person that I am. It, it really yeah, how distracted, and I can divorce Kanye myself. And how <laughs> distracted is everybody around her if she ever goes to a courtroom or, uh, or wherever to work and represent? How distracted? You know, no matter what you think of her, she is one of the most beautiful women in the world. You don't like her family or the way she does things or whatever. She's a lot of criticism or whatever. She's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. She's just another Kardashian She's lawyer. Gorgeous. Just like that. So Christy on our Facebook page said this. Yeah, her dad was an attorney, a famous attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, Christy said regarding Kim Kardashian, law school is typically three years. In California, which is where she is doing this, is a there's a four-year program. But after the first year, you have to take the baby bar before you can continue, which is what oh, she was trying to okay. do. Okay. In Kim's case, it is learning the law without going to school. It's on-the-job training under a judge or a lawyer. Oh. So she's working with somebody somewhere, took that baby bar, and, and is going to take it again. Gotcha. Knowing her, she's going to take it again oh, yeah. and eventually get there. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lovely way. Not it's just, not that she would do it for any other reason for her, but except for her own reasons, but it, I don't know to honor her dad. I don't know. I just I like that mm-hmm. move in her life. Yeah, you know she has every reason in the world to just sit back because she can afford to sit back, but she wants to feed her brain. I like that a lot. All right, moving on to Sam being uncomfortable by women. Um, reaching out on our Facebook and Instagram wanting dates. Yeah. Right? We were just honest about that the other day, about how you were uncomfortable. Stephanie says, okay, be a big boy. <laughs> make wow. a list Make a list of interested individuals. Uh, Jody and Murphy can set a date and time, divide the list, and have a few speed dating rounds. Now, that would be a hoot. That huh? would be. That yeah. would make you pass out. I guess I should have used this past year and just done, like, virtual dating, you know. 
Oh, person yeah. a day. Boom, 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 you boom. You could have. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody was already there anyway. You're yeah. right. Valerie says, I think Murphy and Jody should read and go through all the applications and pick three that Sam should go on a date with. <laughs> <laughs> so it just well, keeps coming, ladies. Well, we are qualified to do this. <laughs> all right. Jump, jump in with us anytime. We'd like to hear from you on Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram. See the warning from the uh, FDA about uh, cicadas. cicadas. I actually did see it. Well, Don't eat them. Well, they're oh, warning really? not to eat them if you're allergic to seafood. Oh, well, that's right. <laughs> These insects uh, share a family relation to shrimp and lobsters. They're so crustaceans. Shellfish. <laughs> they're not crustaceans. Although they though. have exoskeletons. But people. <laughs> Scientist over here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, thanks, Doctor Fauci. Yeah. Uh, allergic. <laughs> if you're allergic to crustaceans, you are particularly vulnerable to developing an allergic reaction yeah, to edible insects. I don't want them okay. flying near me, so you don't have to worry uh, about me eating them. I don't want to you know eat know insects, I mean? but that's good information yeah. because if you're allergic to shellfish. It's legit. Oh, I've got a friend yeah. who swells up yeah. even yeah. when she's around it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't even yeah, don't get it, it order it near her. Don't even use the word shrimp around her. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't even eat them if they were covered in chocolate? Nope. Mm-hmm. I can eat regular chocolate. Okay. Chocolate covered in chocolate. <laughs>